So as you're growing a practice now, you're starting to understand what office hours look like. And you're trying to figure out what's maybe going to be the best. Do I want to work late evenings, early mornings? Do I want to work Saturdays? What did your original hours look like? And how has that evolved over time? Yeah, the good question. Great question. The original hours I set were 29, I think, office hours during the week. And that was... A full day, so 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Monday and Wednesday. Half day, just a three and a half hours in the afternoon on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 2.30 to 6. And Friday mornings from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. So three half days, two full days. Now I don't do Fridays. So I've got wow. two half days, Tuesday, Thursday, and then I've got Mondays and Wednesdays. But for me, it hit me, thank God I had this story that I did because I learned my lesson of burnout at the young age of 27 years old. Most people, it takes years to get burnt out and live it. No doubt. And a lot of times we don't change something until we live it. So I lived it at 27 so I could build it from the beginning with, you know, longevity in mind and my health in mind. So now my life too, I mean, I'm into so many, you know, health practices and every year it's a new layer of how can I get even more healthy? How can I optimize even more for my own health? I think it's really interesting to look at those different hours and then go, all right, so what what was your thought for, you know, keeping the that parameter of hours? You know, if others have the mindset, especially people on the financial side, right? Like they want to see money, co- you know, money coming in, people getting treated. What do you say to somebody that's like, hey, you know, I think you should be Monday through Friday all day, uh, you know, what was your mindset as to going shorter versus the longer time yeah. period? Um, for me, I've never wanted to see a ton of people. I worked in an office like that. That's not me. And again, that was great. That And that's another great thing about an associate position is that you can also see from that things that you don't like and things that you would do different if you were to start your own. So that was part of it. So my life I or my week, I would I would ride out and my Tuesdays and Thursday mornings, I wanted free for my health time or for like friend time. So Tuesdays, Thursday mornings, you can find me and still to this day from when I created it to now, I work out with a personal trainer on in the beginning, I didn't have the money to do that. So I was working out at LA fitness, 25 bucks a month and shooting around playing basketball. And now it's working out same thing with personal trainer though. And then I'll go for a walk with a friend on Tuesday mornings. A lot of my friends own businesses also. So we, you know, we talk about things like work, but it doesn't feel like work. It's fun. And it's just different ideas, sharing what we're doing, whether it's real estate. Um, my good friend, Ian, he just texted me. So he's top of mind. Uh, Sydney, she owns a CBD company. So we go and walk, talk about that. And um, it's just a lot of carryover into, and everyone's kind of into health too, in that health scene. So we have a lot of similar interests and I just been Tuesdays and Thursdays are fun. They're just really, really fun. Did you ever utilize that time for outreach also? You know, what, what did you do in, in that space? That did, is, you, did you go business to business? Did you make calls? What did it look like for you? Yeah. So, and I guess that has changed. So good question. In the beginning, the outreach was a little bit different, but 
got my process fortunately changed. So in the first two months, it was flyers. It was going business to business. It was just talking to people. But after that, I met the guy who's sitting right behind you, and he changed my business. It would not be what it is today without him right there. So it's amazing. He taught me how to use Instagram. Big ups to Jared. Um, and, I, and, I, and I look back, at, and he's a personal injury attorney, so this was cool. And this was a story, and I brought my laptop up this weekend because I wanted to read it to him. And I was laughing out loud while I was writing this story. So it was I put out there, like, as a chiropractor, this would be a great connection. I want to meet a young personal injury attorney. And yeah. I said young, too, because it matters to me. I want to be hanging out with someone who's similar to me, similar age range, similar life experience, and then also someone who's growing their practice as I'm growing mine. He liked one of my pictures on Instagram. And at the time, I've got, like, 300 followers. So I'm looking at every single like I'm getting. And I jump over to it, and I'm like, Jarrett Stone Law? Oh, shit, this guy's an attorney. Oh, he's a personal injury attorney. That's exactly what I wanted. Awesome. He's here in Austin. And I looked him up online, and I see that he's actually pretty close to my office, too, his office is. And then I looked at his bio, and I'm like, oh, sweet. He plays basketball. I play basketball. Like, And he looks similar age, so I'm like, okay, sweet. This is I'm going to call him tomorrow. So I couldn't wait. I remember exactly where I was, too. I was laying on the, my bedroom floor, just like kind of scrolling Instagram when that happened. And I jumped up. I was so excited. And the next day at the office, I remember calling his office and asking for him. And granted, I had never worked with a personal injury attorney. And I called my uncle to get some advice. And my uncle would just say, like, pretty much the only thing that I took from my uncle's advice was if they ever tell you or ask you to, for a reduction, just say, yeah, sure, we'll do it. We'll get them on the next one. So that's the only thing I knew about personal injury. Yeah, yeah. So And he's and uh, I invited him for coffee. He doesn't drink coffee. So we got tea, and it was right near my office. And for my friends that know me, they're going to hate me at first until I explain. I suggested we meet at Starbucks. You will not ever catch me with Starbucks in my hand. But there was a Starbucks walking distance right next to my office. So I had a plan. So we meet up. I asked him to get coffee, tea. Well, hold on. So why not Starbucks? What's what's uh, You like I, local? I like local. There I like you go. Stuff. Yeah. Right, In cool. Dallas here, Ascension. I've been yep. drinking since I've been here. I love Ascension. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the, and uh, so I meet him at Starbucks. And... And this is how even like things started to change. It was think outside the box, do things modern, do things different. So when I met him, I was asking about personal injury cases and um, we, we just talked. He asked me some questions back and forth. I made some BS up. I had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> is this true? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was just hoping that he wouldn't recognize that I had never in my life worked on a personal injury case. So just having the confidence enough to kind of BS him. Yeah. And then I ask him, here's, here's where it comes in. So then I say, hey, have you ever been adjusted yourself? And he looks at me, he's like, no. And my face lights up with the biggest smile. And I'm like, oh, well, do you want to get adjusted? And I purposely uh, set enough time. And I wasn't seeing enough patients anyways at the time to sure. where I had nothing but time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I could you. spend like four hours if I wanted with him to blow his mind. So he goes, really? And I'm like, yeah. Like right now, like, dude, I've got time if you do. And he's like, Okay, and he looked kind of excited, and the whole time he didn't really look too excited until I offered him a, an adjustment. Now it's like, oh shit, I didn't even think about seeing a chiropractor. So we walk back to my office, which was less than a five minute walk. That's the only reason I met him at Starbucks, and my plan worked. And 
we walked back into my office. I ended up taking him through my first patient experience, which at the time wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And three months in now, I had a little bit of a rhythm, a little bit more confidence. And what, hearing from Jarrett later on, the way he retold it back to me, he saw me with new eyes when he saw me in my element and talking about what I know where he was like, wow, this guy knows his stuff. So I don't remember, and this is where I was going to ask him for writing it in my book, but I don't remember how it kind of happened. But as we just started talking and opening up, I learned he's an amazing photographer and has video experience. And just so happened, I was looking for that to help start some stuff on Instagram. And Jared was like a whiz on Instagram too and just starting to build his page. So it just kind of naturally happened to where we were trading then. Uh, I was giving him adjustments in exchange for photos and this wasn't a given, but or we didn't talk about this, but really what I got a ton of value from was him teaching me a system of using a social media platform that would change my life to come and get me so many cool encounters from some of my favorite musicians to uh, some top athletes those things wouldn't have happened without these things foundationally in the beginning and same with networking the whole point of your question to get back to that was from then on instead of going to my networking group i quit it when i met him. yeah, yeah. and i started messaging people on instagram and Utilizing meeting up for time, coffee right? yeah that is networking. Yeah. Instead of going to a group I was paying money for where they were sending me no referrals, they just wanted referrals back. Was this like a B&I kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And not that those don't work, no. but okay, I just... It, and just to touch on, B&I is a good way to start if you know nothing about business, right? Like if you want to know about referring to people and you want to understand what other people do and the value of connections and things, B&I can be very good. But if you're talking like it's going to run your business and grow you, it probably won't happen. Depending on what you do, chiropractic, maybe. Uh, I know people in lawn care have done really well with it. There are different occupations that are great because then you can send somebody else and, and so on. But just know that that is most likely not going to make or break your practice. Yeah, especially I think a service-based industry also. Yeah. Uh, it just, but it, you know, anyways, that's that's what helped on those Tuesdays and Thursday mornings. Uh-huh. That was a very long story to get to that. Sorry. <laughs> but um, I figured you'd enjoy it. He's sitting uh, right back uh, here, hey, too. I enjoyed it. Jared, what's your what's your Insta page? Uh, Jared Stone Law. J-A-R-R-E-T-T-S-T-O-N-E Law. Stone Law. And okay. so we're looking him up on Instagram gotcha. now. The funny thing is, is I am now the one yelling in Jared's ear to do the same shit he was telling me to Practice do because he's not doing it. I'm going to call him out on this because he's got, but he's got some other things he's trying to do. So I understand what he's doing and he's really smart with what he's doing. But if he wanted to build a huge personal injury practice, he knows how, but yeah. he's again, he's thinking young, he's thinking different and he values his time more and setting up some other things online, some courses for attorneys that that's where his time is going. But if I have no doubt if he wanted to start his huge firm, he would do it. And I know that's a huge part of how he would do it too. These photos are unreal. I appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> these are awesome. Man, so all right. So guys, if you're listening to this, couple things, and I, I meant to check in with this earlier, but go to Jarrett Stone Law on Instagram. It's J-A-R-R-E-T-T-S-T-O-N-E-L-A-W. All right, check out his page. So he's a photographer, uh, attorney does some personal injury things like that but check out his page 
But while you're at it, and I apologize for not getting into it earlier, check out Dr. Matt Delgado, obviously Dr. D-R-M-A-T-T, and then D-E-L-G-A-D-O, all right? And then what is your Spring Life Cairo? Uh, Life Spring. Or Life Spring Cairo, I'm sorry, yes. And so that's the other one to check out as well, all right? So while you're listening to this, tune in. I think that gives you a little bit, hopefully some people are watching on the Instagram Live as well. I want people to be more engaged and feel more engaged with the guests that we have. And so I don't know when, when I'm looking at or listening to podcasts and going through it, I want to know that person. Same. And that's why I think it, it adds so much more value. Do you typically listen to podcasts in the car or what do you do? In the car? I actually looked yeah. at this podcast that we're listening to up. Uh, I went up to Colorado Springs with my girlfriend for uh, New Year's and we did, we did some hiking up there and it was a uh, 16 hour drive, something like that. Wow. And we we looked this one up. Yeah, cool. I had to hear what it was, and yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool. And but yeah, a podcast while driving. But I do the same. I, I look someone up. I mean, if I think that they have a cool sound to them, or they share yeah. some cool stories or things I can relate to, I look them up. Otherwise, I'm like, oh yeah, that was kind of cool. All right, for sure. Well, I think like for you guys listening, this podcast is geared more towards those chiropractic students that are coming out into the real world. Somebody that's trying to find their way early on. For some of the chiropractors that are down the road, it may not speak to you the same way because as Dr. Matt and I were talking, like we don't always necessarily like to talk the specifics of chiropractic adjustments and all that, right? You get a lot of that in school, but we enjoy sharing the struggle with each other, and that's really what this podcast is about. So if you feel like there are a couple episodes that speak to you, great, and message me. Let me know what what it is that you like to hear, and we'll do more of that stuff, but don't feel like you're obligated to listen to everything because just like any other level of business or any other part of your life, you're going to listen to what I say. And in an hour's time, you may get five things that you like, but those five things may mean something significant for you down the road. And so always think about that type of stuff when you're listening to other people's, whether it's a book or a podcast, just know that not everything that I say is is going to work out for everyone else. Same thing with Dr. Matt. But what he's saying is is going to speak volumes to a lot of people. So I appreciate you being on here too. Yeah, and what you said, I think, is the struggle is so important. I think it's something that gets lost too as we find more success. So now, like you, I mean, you've seen my page on Instagram, and that's actually we connected yeah. was through Instagram, and we had someone asking for chiropractors in Dallas, and I've just been looking to find someone I can connect with. Also, like I have someone I would send people to up here, and he's a good guy. He's you know he's a good adjuster. But it's not someone that I would like hang out with again, what I'm saying. And now I'm like, okay, this is cool. Now I know someone. I got someone to hang out with yeah. in Dallas and someone I trust to send people to. So that struggle, though, is really, you know, that's what I wanted to do different, too, was to share that. So even with chiropractic schools now that have had me back uh, to talk to the students, that's what I talk about. Because I think it's more relatable than just someone up there only talking about how many patients they see, how much money they make. It's like. Yes, yeah, so is everyone else. They're all doing the same thing too. But how'd you get there? Or like they're twenty years removed from the process, and there's no phone books anymore. Yep. It's like I agree. Well, that was one thing when. Uh, so I used to do some teaching up at Logan when I was in St. Louis, and one of the things that I enjoyed the most was connecting with some of the new students that were just brand new. They they thought they knew some stuff, but didn't really know a whole lot, right? As we all did when we were try ones. Always. And uh, and Xavier was part of that class, or part of one of the classes that we taught. But it was really fun to connect on that level and share some of the the more personal experience from being only a couple years out. You know, a lot of our professors, although they're a wealth of knowledge and fantastic people, unfortunately, there's just a gap in what was 
realistic 20 years ago for growing a practice and, and actually practicing real world to then now what we experience. And so I think that the guys and girls got a lot out of just having somebody that was a little sooner uh, out of practice and that they could relate to on, on that level. For sure. That's cool that you taught at Locadu. What class was it that you were teaching that he was in? Uh, what was, what was Methods. Methods. I don't even remember the name. Is but it? So it, it was all about um, – so it was, it was about your initial reaction or interactions with patients. So okay. you, we do, you know, some basics like range of motion and myotomes, dermatomes, DTRs, all of that stuff, orthopedic tests. But there was a lot of just sharing throughout it too. And, and you know, the professors would take a chance to share a little bit of their real life and they'd always give me the stage to do the same. And we'd kind of, you know, when we broke out into our groups, because it was a lot of lab type stuff where yeah. we were working with other students and whatnot, it was a nice way to... I don't know, get a little, you know, sharing and, and understanding. I feel like the students were pretty upfront, at least with me, I'm sure with other professors as well, as to what they're experiencing and what was going on. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, no, that's good. And that's, I'm asking because that's one of my dream jobs as a teacher. And ultimately, I think at a public university, but I think first at a chiropractic school. And I just, I love it. I think it's fun. So you do well. And, you know, eventually I think I would have liked to go more towards an athletic type class and things like that but it was a great start and it was really interesting i you do you do fantastic i think people can relate to your story because there was a real struggle there yeah i mean going from basically imploding yourself and not practicing a year there are quite a few people even within my class that took some time off that studied abroad that that went other places and tried to just experience life as they found what they wanted to do within the profession some of those people don't even practice chiropractic the way that you and I do at this time which is is interesting to me when you spend that money on school but if it's yeah. not your calling long term yeah. what are you going to do are you going to fight yeah. it the whole time I mean yeah, exactly it makes it tough yeah well let's just it's crazy that we I mean the conversation here has been awesome and I hope that you guys are appreciating everything that Dr. Matt's saying because it's it's been fantastic you know one of the things that I admire about you like your your presence on social media clearly has continued to grow and the way that you connect with people. And it looks like your patients truly enjoy being there with you and and uh, just the overall mindset and mentality. So for somebody that's coming out of school and kicking it off, how do you compete? You know, I think there's a lot of mindset. Xavier and I were talking in the car the other day. When you get out, you feel like, one, you may question what you actually know and what you can share. And also, we're used to that classroom setting where everybody's like looking at you and judging you based on, you know, where you are. And so getting out and expressing how you feel is different. You know, the one thing that we just shared was the fact of you're not trying to sell to your classmates. You're trying to sell and talk about things to the other people. So, you know, walk me through your, your steps. Yeah. One is, uh, be human really. And, what you said, you know, we're, we're not comparing ourselves. I think if we compare ourselves to someone else, it's really hard. But there's only one Matt Delgado in the world that I know of. Only one, <laughs> only one you yeah, yeah. in the world, same thing. So you have a different voice than me. And I think finding your own voice, too, and, and how you talk and how you communicate what you do is what makes it unique in itself. And then with that, too, we forget that we learn a language in school. So something I say to new grads or young chiropractors in the profession when I go to speak at chiropractic schools this is all it is right here is unlearning how you've been trained to speak because if I turn over here to our friend in the room and say 
hey man what do you think about the autonomic nervous system you say dude shut up like what do you i I have no (laughs) idea what that is we forget that we say that to patients and they have no idea what we're talking about so they stop listening if you're speaking a different language it'd be the equivalent of speaking spanish to someone when they don't speak any Spanish, they're going to stop listening. Yep, no doubt. So we, But it takes training. It takes a lot of training. And in even the, the two chiropractors that I brought in, it took me, and they probably hated me at first because every time they would use a word that was even remotely, like even nervous system, we define that if we use it. So there's one rule. If you want to use a fancy word, that's fine, but you have to define it. Because same thing, if I want to tell you a word in Spanish, that's fine, but then it's my job to teach you what that word is so that we're both on the same page. It's a great and, call. And that's where even our education in office, and I think that's really my calling as a chiropractor is to help other chiropractors to undoctor themselves mm-hmm. and to become more human and more relatable and to find a way to deliver that message in a way that it's really understood. Do you use a lot of metaphors? and A ton. And, okay, cool. A ton. Yeah. Yes. I, I've noticed that the really good teachers are the people that can break a complex idea down to something that is very understandable for whether patients, for younger chiropractors, for anyone that, you know, to understand. It's it's pretty significant. So in my office, it's pretty funny. That, and you'll have to come down to Austin. Yeah, oh, absolutely. When you're in the room, there's the... Some of the things on the wall are built for your first experience in the room. And when I I notice this, and you'll notice this if you listen to people. So there's another piece of advice for young doctors is we want to talk a lot. And I'm here talking a lot, so who the hell am I to say this? But (laughs) we got to listen to them. And when we do, that's everything right there. Because you got to remember, there a lot of them are even seeing us because the allopathic side has not listened to them. So we can't cut them off in the, I think it's seven seconds or... Maybe no, it's three seconds before someone gets cut off by their doctors as the average. But when you look, when you're sitting down for your first visit, right behind you on the wall, there's a picture of a camel with a bunch of like an X-rayed into him. It's a cartoon-like thing that was made out of wood, and all these straws on his back, and his back is breaking, and there's the one straw on top. So the straw that broke the camel's back—it's a metaphor. Ninety-five percent of people that I see have the exact same story. And I never realized it. It was the straw that broke the camel's back, right? They say, oh, I threw up my back because I picked up the pen off the ground yesterday. Yeah. It's like, no, you sat for 20 years and you also were an athlete. You had some old sports injuries. You also had a car accident that you didn't heal from. And then when you went to pick the pen up, it was just that accumulation of the last 20 years of what you've been doing for your day-to-day life. So I wanted a visual that would not only be humorous for somebody to see, but help them to connect the dots. That's awesome. And when you set that up, you also set up the healing time is going to take some time because if this didn't happen in one day, would you expect it to heal in a day? So our whole experience on the first day has a few different parameters that we're trying to really get people to understand. That's probably the biggest is that 90%, 95% of the time, it didn't happen in a day unless you got hit by a car, unless you got into an accident or whatever, you fell on the stairs, it didn't happen in a day. All right, First Five Crew, that is a wrap for episode two with Dr. Matt Delgado. We also had special guests Jarrett Stone and Xavier Cooper join us for this episode. You can find those guys at Dr. Matt Delgado, at Jarrett Stone Law, and at Preach Coop. Please feel free to jump on and follow me at Dr. Pennell 5 and definitely follow the show at underscore the first five. 
We have plenty more great info coming up. The last episode three is next. Thank you.